we had a guy on a 45 degree, 1100 foot ice wall just lay down. He was from Taiwan. And he was like, I'm done. I'm done. If we would have left him there, he would have died. And we had to, like... What's up, Saitos? Welcome back to the Sensei Says, a podcast through which I interview successful people in order to dig out some actionable advice, which hopefully will help you and me become a better human being. If you like the content we've delivered so far, please subscribe, hit the bell, like the video, share to a friend, and do not miss at the end of this episode, I've got two super promos for you guys, one for the YouTubes and the uh, other one for the Apple Podcasts, so uh, watch or listen until the very end. I'm super excited about this week's uh, guest because I am a, a mountain lover myself. I am a huge hiker, passionate mountain lover, and I met with Mark Patterson. He's a former NFL player from the Los Angeles Raiders turned mountaineer, and Mark uh, engaged in the Seven Summit Challenge, which requires someone to climb the highest mountain on each continent, hence seven summits. At the time of this uh, interview, Mark had climbed six of the seven summits and uh, Everest was the only one left. I really enjoyed the interview. I found it very inspiring and motivational and I hope you will too. I was super excited to meet you because uh, I'm a, I'm a mountain lover myself. Yeah. Not to your level, uh, not yet. But um, so seven summits, Yeah. that means that the highest summits in each and every continent. It sure does. You're almost there. Pretty close. So maybe tell me from the beginning of the story and on to uh, Everest, which is coming, I think, uh, pretty shortly. Yeah, sure. Well, listen, I uh, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, very mountainous community, and uh, I was very fortunate uh, to play college football up at the University of Washington. Later, I was drafted by the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so I played in the NFL for five years. I went on, I started a, a family, I started some different businesses, and about eight years ago, everything just crumbled apart. Um, my my long-term uh, relationship with my uh, now ex, 24 years, married, 30 with her, um, uh, fell apart, and uh, it's not something that I wanted to have happen, but it essentially broke the family apart. We had moved from Seattle um, down to Los Angeles uh, so she could pr pursue a career. Um, and then my dad died of a, of a massive stroke, and the, all these things kind of converged all at one time, and so it was very difficult. And I just had a hard time, like trying to like, like get out of this stuck place. And there's nothing worse than feeling like you're drowning, you're treading water, you're not going forward in life, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I finally popped out of it, and I changed my whole mindset by really changing the question of how did I get here to what am I going to do about it? And when I did that, it's like a whole epiphany came upon me. The skies parted. And what I wanted to do is do something athletically great. Now, I knew I couldn't go back and still play in the NFL, but um, I, I wanted to set my sights more on something that nobody else had, had ever done. Um, and that was to uh, uh, climb the seven summits and become the first NFL player to do that. So, But why that challenge? I mean, when you say it like that, it, it seems like it comes, comes from nowhere. I mean, what? Yeah. What influenced you to pick that 
super precise challenge? No, that's a that's a great question, and and the answer to that is growing up in Seattle, there's a lot of mountain uh, mountain people, and there's a lot of famous mountaineers that have come out of there. We have a big mountain up there called Mount Rainier. It's fourteen thousand five hundred yeah. feet, and a lot of folks come from from all over to practice on Mount Rainier to as they train for Mount Everest, right? And so um, so I'd followed in the footsteps, or I was trying to, wanted to follow in the footsteps of, of Lou Whitaker, uh, Peter Whitaker, um, uh, and and others, uh, probably one of the most famous guys is a guy named Ed Viesters. So he's up there. So anyways, it kind of gave me the idea, and I've always respected those guys that had done Everest, but of course, you know, I really wanted to start with square one. Where do I start? Yeah. Didn't know that much about extreme mountaineering. And so I put the plan together uh, and went down to uh, Africa, Tanzania, and climbed Kilimanjaro. And that was really the beginning of this whole journey. And I thought it would just be, you know, bing, 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 you just peel off mountains. But I forgot about Mother Nature, just like today, right? <laughs> yeah, We're here yeah, yeah. in beautiful Lake Tahoe at the World uh, Spartan Media Fest Championships, all this stuff. And we've got crazy weather. Snow's yeah. about to come in after Bluebird Day yesterday. And so. Uh, I got I got pushed back a couple years ago on uh, Denali, uh, which is up in Alaska. We ran, we ran into minus 80 degree weather, and so Ouch. yep. So I had to go and redo that uh, in uh, 2018, which I did, and then was on uh, Antarctica uh, down in uh, Antarctica in January of 2019, and now I've uh, scheduled to to land in Kathmandu in April. First mountain, you uh, you do it. How did you prepare and what did you learn from that mountain on? Well, I think it was really uh, about the, uh, you know, when you go into your mountain, uh, you know, I'd been at, at altitude, but I'd never been at 19,333 feet, right? So it's about, it's about preparing, it's about packing the right stuff, about, it's about feeling your journey in the right way, and, and all these things I didn't know anything about. So um, it was really a lesson on, on how to prepare, better prepare, a lesson on how I do it at altitude, which I did really well. Um, but also just you know having a sense that I can actually do this or possibilities and and again when it, when you match that back with the tough time I was going through of really stepping into the fear of what the unknown was going to be traveling by myself going to a foreign country you know going into Kenya and and Nairobi and all these other places you know ultimately I had no idea what the outcome was going to be I didn't know what all these other things like starting my own podcast and and be invited back to Kilimanjaro as part of a a water boys fundraising project for the people wow. of the Maasai tribe so all these amazing things have come but you know you got to start with square one and what was Mount Rainier was square one for you or was Kilimanjaro the square one well yeah so Mount Rainier is not one of the seven summits you know in the but it's one of the higher peaks it's certainly the highest peak in the state of Washington where I grew up and it's um, a huge square one and now it's a big one but in in a, again I was just on it about a month ago and it's it's you know it's something where when I grew up as a little kid I'd wake up and you know when it wasn't raining you could see Mount Rainier out your window and so I just had a hard time um, thinking about looking at this iconic mountain and not climbing that it's there so yeah, why yeah. not right get you so what did you learn from your first extreme hike so from your first of the great summits were, were there anything that were different for, from what you expected and what did you learn going on to the second summit yeah well each one I would say it wasn't just one you know I, I don't think I had like all my ducks lined up just from that first summit but it was certainly you know, learning how to feel myself a little bit better and then the next mountain I, I, I went to was in Russia a mountain called Mount Elbrus it's the highest mountain in Europe 
and there's a guy that, that was killed um, from a lightning, lightning strike. Oh. And it, really what was learned there is where when we woke up in the morning, the weather was bluebird like today here. And then as we got going, the, the weather got really nasty. And so really understanding what it takes to prepare. And the, really the first time I've been on, on a glacier, like a higher mountain glacier is 18,000 feet plus with crampons and you're going up an ice wall and you know there's scary moments you know and if really like things can happen and then the next year I went down to Australia um, a fun mountain I call it the fun seven a mountain called uh, Kosciuszko it's only like 8,000 feet it's not a big deal it's a day hike but it's still one of the seven uh, and then the next year is really where the game really started to elevate to the next level and I really started to have that confidence that I could actually see this thing through. I went down to South America's highest point in Argentina, a mountain called Aconcagua. It's 23,000 feet, just under. And, um, you know, we started with 12 people in the, in the expedition and out of the 12, only six made it. And so you're dealing with a lot of altitude, you're dealing with snow, wind, rain, you know, all these things, all these different elements. And so, um, again, it's really understanding what to wear. They had the right puffies and the hat and the, and the buffs and things like that, but also at the same time training better and training more efficiently and then carrying the right stuff. And, and one of the things that's been my weak point is just a feeling. I'm strong, but if you don't have the energy, you're going to crash. You're an athlete. You understand that. So if you don't hydrate and you don't have the right protein bars or whatever, oh, yeah. you're ready to go on the moment, then you can crash. You can train as hard as you want and be uh, run all the marathons in the world. We'll see it come hiking day or climbing day if you don't bring the right gear or if you don't have the right nutritional backup. You're, you're going to be screwed maybe mid midpoint up the hill and you don't want to to get stuck in that situation <laughs> you don't and then uh, the, the next mountain after that I went to uh, Denali this is now in 2017 I went to Denali which is up in Alaska and it's probably as tough a mountain as I've ever been on and one of the things that makes it tough is that you're carrying 137 pounds up the mountain ouch so you All can right. think about that on your back and on a sled and then you're going up the steepest hills you've ever uh, can begin to imagine along with being in the deep powder I mean it's very intense um, there's avalanches every single day there's crevasses that you have to navigate all the way through and we got up to about uh, 14,200 feet and there was this lenticular cloud that was right on the top of the mountain and it just wouldn't go away it was minus 80 up there and we were just kept waiting and then we got in these big snowstorms and we were in our tents for seven days in a row and finally we just had to call it and that's where mother nature kicked in you know and it wasn't fun because I go god man I got to go back and redo this whole thing which I did in 2018 and I just had my fingers crossed we had bluebird bird weather the entire time and made it all the way up made it down safely um, and and so I was able to take that and and thankfully say that I never have to go back and do that mountain again <laughs> and then in, in January I was down in Antarctica as I'd said before yeah I just had an amazing experience you know it's such a unique place uh, you know there's really no life down there other than what you fly in and fly out during the three months mm -hmm. um, it's where the South Pole is and uh, a lot of penguins you know and <laughs> To, uh, it's really kind of a, a shorter, colder version of Denali, and um, and you know that was number six, and I'm like wow, I can't believe it. It seems like I've been doing this now for a long time, even though it's only been seven or eight years. But here I am at the front door of Mount Everest. I'm um, going back to uh, that time you had to go back and not uh, achieve the summit you wanted to achieve yeah. because of the weather. How do you deal with that? De 
let's call it a technical DNF. Well, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but the bottom line is it's disappointing. It's hard, you know, because I'm a very competitive guy playing in the NFL, having to fight and chew and, and just claw your way to the top and then maintain there once you get there. It's really hard. And, um, and so one of the things I've found over time is that my greatest um, strength is never giving up and my greatest weakness is never giving up. <laughs> there right? you go. Yeah, and I get so, you. I get you. But, but you got to understand that I've got two daughters, you know, back home. I've got my lovely girlfriend right here, Darcy, that's in front of me. And that love, lo love ones that, you know, it's important for me to come back um, to the States and do it the right way. And um, one of the things that's been frustrating, take Mother Nature out of it um, for a minute, but it, it's been frustrating to me that um, I always prepare harder than anybody. Now, there might be other people that prepare as hard as me, but there's every single one of these groups I've been with, there's always somebody who just shows up. And in life, you can't just show yeah. up, and ultimately it catches up with there you. you. And the mountains are not forgiving. And so we've had guys fall in crevasses. We've guys had oh. fall down mountains. We had to pull back up. We had a guy on a 45-degree, 1,100-foot ice wall just lay down. He was from Taiwan. And he was like, I'm done. I'm done. If we would have left him there, he would have died. And we had to, like, figure out a way to get him down, carry his packs. Um, I just had another guy on Mount Rainier that I guided on, 12,000 feet, bent over. He was out of shape started throwing up, he was violently ill, same type of thing. That wouldn't have been the case if we would have prepared. But I prepared, but then I get penalized for it. Yeah, yeah, so that's I get been you. the frustrating, right? Yeah, I yeah. get you, absolutely. Uh, we lived the same situation uh, a year ago when I did the Agogi, which is the uh, most extreme race in Spartan racing, wow. aside with um, the death race. Uh, 60 hours, it's oh, learning modules, gosh. but uh, we we walked and hiked and climbed maybe 150 kilometers in, in, that, in that weekend. Yeah. No sleep whatsoever, no caffeine allowed, no simple sugars, sorry, sugars allowed. And and that thing happened. I mean, people. There are some people. I mean, a majority of people train because they respect the challenge. Yeah. But a few people just show up. So you've got DNFs like yeah. in the first six hours of the event. So respect your challenge. Don't take it lightly, and prepare as hard as you can. And not just physically. I mean, just the gear and everything, I mean, it's just as, as much as part of the success of your challenge as the physical aspect of it. Yeah, well, the other thing too that to me is that the people who win ultimately, it's just not having a challenge and they're like, oh, I'm going to prepare for this. But to me, it, it goes to a different level. If you if you truly love something, you need to love the process. Yeah. And so, you know, you talked about this crazy race of 60 miles or something. You know, all the training that you did to lead up to it, you know, that's the, you know, it's the journey. It, yep, it's not yep. the end result. And, Absolutely. And I, I was saying this yesterday. There, there hasn't been one time where I've got to the top of any mountain. Of course, we high-five and we hug and everything. But it's just like, okay, I still not have another. I have, I've, I've made it only halfway, right? It'd be like this <laughs> Spartan race of crazy mountain. They're all over the mountains, right? Yeah. At the top of the mountain. Yeah, you're right. They, they high-five. But well, wait a minute. We still we have, have to go down, down now. And, and, and that's where and that's where a lot of these people on K2 and Everest and these other places get in real trouble is because they only plan to go halfway. They think that's the round trip, right? Absolutely. So it's loving the process. So maybe three pieces of advice for people watching that are either contemplating doing the same thing as you are, maybe extreme mountaineering, or just a physical challenge, tough mental challenge that's ahead of them, maybe three pieces of advice. 
on how to be success, successful yeah, like that. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the first thing for a lot of people is they 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 uh, they get stuck, like I was, you know. And and the reason why they don't st step forward is because they're not stepping into the fear, right? And so that's the first thing is step in the fear. And I'm not talking about doing something, you know, extremely crazy, but like, what are your fears? And if those are your fears, then go to, towards those. And so mine was, you know, when I was going through my my divorce, my dad died. Like, what's going to happen? You know, mm -hmm. how where's my life going to go? Are my kids still going to love me? You know, all these different things. And it turned out that by going through all this stuff, so much more greatness, like this conversation I'm having with you. You know, I would have never been in this position of being in Tahoe and having this convo with you if I hadn't stepped in the fear, uh, started a podcast. Yeah, there you go. And doing and all these other here, things. Same here. Same here. Absolutely. Yeah, so I get you. All, all the way back. So yeah. it's it's doing, it's, it's, so number one is stepping in the fear. Number two is live with purpose. Number three is be passionate about the process that you're trying to achieve that particular goal. All right. And uh, why Everest last? Well, it's the biggest, baddest <laughs> boy in the block, man. We're saving the best for last. All right, when is it? When is it happening? Uh, it is happening. I'll be over there in April. If anybody wants to follow the journey, they yeah, can follow it. MarkPattisonNFL.com. The best of luck. And I'm crossing fingers. This time around, Mother Nature is going to be on your side. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, I really think this interview is the most visual I've done so far. So uh, if you're listening right now on the Spotify's or the Apple Podcast or, or the uh, Google Podcast of the world, please go out of your way to find the interview on YouTube, senseisays.link slash YouTube, because the visual uh, is uh, interspersed with uh, uh, pictures from Mark's expeditions, and it's just uh, uh, bone chilling. Uh, it's uh, magnificent to uh, to witness. And speaking of the YouTubes, we've just passed the uh, 400 subscribers mark. And first of all, thank you for everyone who subscribed. Second of all, I just want to remind you that as soon as we get to the 1000 uh, mark, I'm going to release our super duper virtual event, uh, which uh, marked the uh, podcast launch a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mark was amongst the, the guests, so you really don't want to miss that. He told us uh, a lot of stories about his uh, uh, Everest climb. Second promo, I promised you, we've just uh, been uh, released on Apple Podcast, hashtag yeah and rock on. So uh, we need your support to uh, push and pull this uh, um, podcast to the moon. <laughs> so please subscribe on Apple Podcast, review, uh, leave us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it, and uh, write down a positive review so we can uh, hijack the uh, Apple algorithm and dominate the world together. Now let's revisit my discussion with uh, Mark and review some of the advice we've learned from him. First, step into the fear. Don't let anxiety stop you from uh, engaging in uh, an endeavor or uh, any action whatsoever. Oftentimes, uh, your fear is not a sign of uh, something you cannot do, but something you should do. You're just uh, afraid of the unknown. Number two, live with purpose. Give yourself constant challenges. Whatever the size, regardless of the nature, challenges are going to keep you evolving and growing. Third one, and my very favorite one, enjoy the process. It is not about the finality. It's about everything you will learn from the moment you just said yes 
to the moment you cross the finish line, um, regardless of your challenge. It's the post-mortem uh, part of the challenge when you realize how much you've learned and how much you've grown since you just said yes, since you just accepted uh, an endeavor. So enjoy the process and be proud of yourself. Now, as in every podcast, what I'd really like to know is what you have learned through this interview. So please leave it in the comments or reach me on my social at Sensei Says Pod. If you've liked what you've heard or seen today, don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell, share to a friend because the info might uh, help him or her out. Uh, like the content and if you want to receive our podcast fast and first you may also subscribe to our newsletter on that note i'll see you on the next interview and saitos us you are dismissed i couldn't think of a better way to spend new year's eve in las <laughs> vegas than being face down in a puddle of mud doing push-ups with 15 total strangers so I did that. <laughs> we get stuck in certain situations, and if we recognize that our biology has some kind of control over what we're doing, that we're stuck in certain situations, we might be able to get out of that.